The Level Down Games podcast for April 6, 2021 is presented by leveldowngames.com. dudes in a closet this is the level down games podcast welcome home for the uninitiated the ldg podcast <laughs> is a weekly breakfast powwow amongst the crew at level down games i am your host brian and joining me on the show this evening uh host of the media files every single friday it is kyle man that is my uh that's my that's my dream podcast right there. <laughs> two dudes in the I closet. Just, I should change the name of the media files to two. <laughs> you dudes. should. But you know, I mean, over half the well, time it is a there's a chick too. Yeah, so I, I guess it would have to be like like a two two. two I don't know. I was thinking two, I was thinking two dudes and a chick, but then you could get going into like some really Ooh, that yeah, that really, gets a little weird. Some really cuz I mean you get eventually you guys will start having, you know, guests on and stuff with you, I'm sure. Oh, but, sure, you know, sure. We'll, we'll, we'll go there later. <laughs> yeah, we'll get there. Well, it was three dudes in a closet this past week. It was. That was it was spicy, sweaty, Sp- <laughs> caliente. Good, good listen though. It was. It was fun to listen to. Go check good it episode, out. Godzilla yeah. versus Kong. Worth listening to. So, yeah. Definitely worth listening to. Uh, special shout out to Midnight Playtime and Neon Dan over on Twitter at Neon Dan TV for providing the music to the Level Down Games podcast. He's released a lot of stuff like in the past few months over quarantine, so definitely go check him out over on Twitter and hit up his Bandcamp at midnightplaytime.bandcamp.com to listen to more really excellent synthwave vibes. We're gonna do a, a much quicker episode this week. We really have had in an unfortunate time with with scheduling with all of us this past week, I guess I should say. So. All right, who's ready for a little bit of Sev's Clues? Remember, this is a thing that we do every podcast episode now. Three clues during the episode today. Two in the days that follow over on our Discord server. If you don't guess it after the third clue, remember, you can guess in the LDG podcast channel over in Discord. You do not have to hear all three clues. If you know it after the first one, you're able to jump in there guess the right game you're gonna win yourself a game key from the list of games that i currently have congratulations last week to severin uh of course winner of week one was techie geek i'm not gonna remember everybody eventually uh that one prior but for now i remember the first two and uh hopefully your name will be added as the next winner don't let one of those guys win again they're they're the clowns in discord all the time we got to get some more keys passed out (laughs) ha ha So make sure you're entering. Make sure we're spreading the love with the keys. And uh, here we go. Your first clue this week is the underworld. Just because we don't have a lot of time, we're going to speed through some things. So starting off with the old sad anus. Kyle, you've been playing a bit of Narita Boy and a bit of something else. I don't even remember. It takes two. It takes two. That's the bigger one. I, I don't would, know why I couldn't remember that one. I would put it I remember more Narita than a Boy. bit of both of those. I've I've played quite a bit. You of finished both Narita of them. Boy. <laughs> I did. I finished Narita Boy. Um, and we're. I didn't think you pretty, would. I honestly didn't think you would. Yeah, we got through that, and and we're quite a bit into It Takes Two. You know what? I'm going to start with It Takes Two because I think that's probably the bigger topic to top talk about, and I think that's a good way to start this this sadness this week because It Takes Two is a game that I was really excited for going into Q1 Thunderdome. And 
I think for all of us placed pretty high with the exception of Dan. Dan didn't seem too hot on it, had his reservations about it. Super weird. Surprising. Surprising. Super weird. Yeah. I have to say, and I and I mentioned this to you uh, in, in a private message the other day. I think as we, you know, towards the end of this year, when we start talking about game awards, I think that this is going to be in, a, in some major category discussions at the end of the year. It, it Takes Two follows the story of, of two individuals who are getting a divorce. Their daughter wishes that they can work things out and they are their souls and minds are transported in these two little dolls. And so you're in this giant, well, miniature, your miniature in a giant world, right? And the two of you have to work together. You both play at the same time. It's only playable in co-op and you can do it either split screen local co-op or you can do it online with somebody else. And if you do it online with somebody else, you only need one copy of the game, which is super cool. Yep. But that is that is a signature Joseph Farr's move right there, man. Yes. He's, he's done that with all of because they just make that studio. They they just make these co-op experiences like Frank and I played through a way right. out a few years back when they released it. Uh, they are such a cool studio. This Brian. I think is probably the most inventive and interesting co-op game I have ever played. I've convinced a few of my friends to get it. And one of them texted me the other day and he says, I can't believe how many ways they can think up to make you like different powers to team up with each other. And it really is true. You, you, each section of the game, you, each one of you kind of gets a different power and you have to use these powers in conjunction with each other in order to pass through all these puzzles. And it is just puzzle after puzzle after puzzle. And there's no real combat. You just have to figure out how to get across these kind of platform type sections, but a lot of puzzles in there. And it is so interesting and so much fun to play. And it's funny and it's heartwarming and the graphics are just totally gorgeous. And Lindsay and I have been playing it together and I've been playing the dad and she's been playing the mom. But we got to a point the other day where I I think we're probably roughly halfway or maybe a little more than halfway through this game currently. Okay, okay. And I said, you know what? Once we're done with this game, I kind of want to go back and play it again. But switch characters. It's a different me, experience. It would be a different game. There are entire sections of the game where you guys are not even in the same area. You're doing different things in order to make something happen. There's a boss fight, a, a particular boss fight, and I don't want to spoil too much, but you're you're facing off against a stuffed monkey in a UFO. And, well, <laughs> an ape, I should say. A stuffed ape in a UFO. And one of you has the ability to shrink down to a to a small side and one of you has the ability to walk on walls and so while one person is dodging a bunch of bullets walking up on walls and getting getting the monkey to fire bullets randomly through the air the other of you has to sneak inside of the spaceship as a as as a miniature and go into the spaceship and disable it and so both of you are doing wildly different things and Lindsay's yelling at me. She's the one walking on the walls and she goes, she goes, you got to hurry. Everything's exploding out here. I don't know what to do. You have to hurry. And I'm like, I'm trying. I can't find what to do. And we're yelling back and forth and we're laughing just hysterical laughter the whole time because it gets so chaotic. I'm but it's so, so mad you guys didn't stream any of this because oh of my your, gosh. your it is, gameplay sessions. I know. Of, of I know. And stuff. I'm so mad. I didn't. I didn't anticipate it being this fun. I'll be honest. Even looking forward to it as much as. I did. Yeah. 
I did not anticipate it being this much fun and and really just being this clever. It is so cleverly done and so smartly assembled that, like I said, I would be just blown away if this didn't make it into the end of year, you know, game of the year discussions. And really, honestly, it's my number one game of the year currently. I think it'll likely keep getting talked about a lot throughout the year. Um, Jessica and I still have yet to jump into it. We're going to. We've just kind of been waiting for the whole gizmo stitches situation to kind oh, of sure. be done. So that way, you know, if we both aren't fully focused on him or something like that, it, it won't potentially, you know, cost us a lot of money and him, his life type of a thing. So um, he should be getting his stitches out this week. So uh, we're well, hoping good. that maybe maybe this weekend we might try to stream a little bit of the opening of this game on, on Twitch. So it's, it's just a it's just about, a brilliant so. game. I've had so much fun. I will say the one thing that's happened so far, the story is a little clunky in spots. Plot wise, it gets a little weird. Um, you know, some people were complaining that it gets very weird. I don't think it gets very weird. I think it's a little clunky. It's not Pixar quality story. I'll say that. Uh, but I do have some frame rate drops. I'm playing it on the PS5 and there are a couple sections where something will start happening and, and the frame rate will dip a little bit. I've noticed that sure. a few times, but really as, as far as, you know, performance goes, that's it. That's all the, that's all the issues we've had. It's been a really, really great time. That's not bad. Not bad. But, uh, You've also got something else. I do, little, yeah. I've been playing Ner- uh, Narita, Narita Boy. Boy. Yeah, I actually, I actually did beat Narita Boy, and Narita Boy game number eleven I, for you. So game far this eleven year. that I've beat yeah. this year. I'm in the lead, yeah. I think. Well, Sev's you are at like thirty seven. Se- Se- Sev's, Sev's at like twenty two. Yeah, uh, you you are at eleven. I am at eight. Um, I think Dan is at five, and Sean is still at one. <laughs> It's so Narita Boy. The only reason I really picked this up was because it was on Game Pass. I don't think I would have picked it up otherwise. I might have. I'm not sure. I'm not even know. What I the was price. really interested in this based on the graphical style of the game. Yes. So it's very 80s inspired. There's a lot of like techno retro futuristic vibe to it. Uh, the, the game is all about computers and coding. And you're basically you're inside this video game world. As weird as that sounds, from like the eighties, like Tron, early night, yeah, yeah, kind of Tron ish, yeah. Um, and you it's are twenty five playing... bucks on the Switch. Okay, that's probably a little much. Having 20, played through the 2850 game, twenty eight fifty on on PS four. Interesting. Hm. Yeah, it, it's probably probably a little much for this game. I think I probably would have felt a little ripped had I paid that for this game. Glad I got to pay it on Game Pass on uh, Game Pass. Yeah, but it's. You know, the the graphical style is cool, but I will be honest, it's grating. Um, the the lights are really light. The whole screen is is blurry. It it kind of tries to recreate the visual style of a like a 1985 CRT television, you know? Yeah, I'm re-looking at the screenshots on 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 the Steam storefront as you talk about it. Yeah, it's a, it's it's a tube TV style and there's lines that travel up and down the side of the screen. Yeah, it's and got it the CRT filter effect almost. Yeah, it does that throughout the whole game and honestly, it, it kind of hurt my eyes for a while until until I kind of adjusted to it. Lindsay couldn't watch me play this game. She goes, "Oh, this is just she goes, it hurts to watch." And I said, "You're right, it does. It kind of gave me a headache a little bit for a little while." Uh and then I kind of I adjusted to it. I acclimated to it. It's 
it's a pretty repetitive game. It's not very cleverly put together, and I think it it does really struggle me having played this in conjunction with It Takes Two back and forth, you know, a game that is so smartly designed. Uh, this game really isn't. There's a lot of, well, really the entire game is repetitive. I, you, you go somewhere, find a key, use that key to open a door, and then in that room you have to find another key and use that key to open another door, and that's kind of the rinse and repeat of really the entire game. What you're trying to do is recreate the memories of the creator of Narita Boy, this game, and the Narita One, the console that you're inside of. And he's kind of, from what I can understand, he's programmed his memories into this game and how difficult his his early life was and what led to the creation of the Narita Boy and, and the Narita One. And... It's it's kind of neat getting into that backstory, but being inside of this console, everything is named different, and and all the characters have these kind of weird techno electronic names, and everything is kind of in code, and they don't define anything for you, so you just have to figure it out. And sometimes it'll say, "Go to the the code sensei in Digit Baths and give him the techno key to learn the." the super slide and you're like I don't know what any of that means <laughs> nor do I remember where any of that is and there's no map in the game this game really could have benefited from a map I think uh, it doesn't have one and that was very frustrating a couple of times just running around to old locations trying to find where I had been and then you know the co- the combat does leave a little bit to be desired it works mostly it's it's fun there is fun to be had if you get bored you want to jump into kind of this weird side scroller game you have game pass why not yeah it's on game pass i enjoyed it for being on game pass i'm glad it was on there i'm looking on open critic like it's it's not scoring terribly how does it how does it go on open critic uh it's sitting at a 78 top critic average Um, okay I would. You, you I would had mentioned little, in Discord that you would would rate it a six, which six would put or us, six and a half, maybe. Which I think would six even, is probably even at six and a half would put us in the bottom three for in terms of of ratings for this game. Well, yeah, this this has gotten mostly eight and above. I I am still going to jump me. into this and play. I did install it on um on the on the PC because it is on Game Pass on there as well. Still trying to get in an Xbox Series X. Uh, another yeah. unsuccessful week has passed, but that's okay. That's okay. You know, it's okay. it really does trying. surprise me. I think I think considering <laughs> the 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 scores that it's been getting, I'm, I'm surprised it's getting that high because even Sev in Discord said he he didn't think he was going to play any more of it. Yeah, so I was he, thinking he jumped like into after, it for a little bit and he goes after yeah, what I'm you said and after after what he had mentioned, I was like, man, maybe this won't. But I that this is the first time actually like looking deep into the scores because I haven't seen much on this. So it is. But I do want to okay. play. It. I do want to play it. Yeah, it's it's a it's a good okay. You know what I mean? The the upper yeah. tier of an okay game. Um, I will. I I would have. To, a really hard time recommending this to anybody who didn't have Game Pass. I'll say that. Yeah, that makes sense. That but makes sense. there are portions of it that I had a lot of fun with. Uh, the How boss long did it take? Ooh, six hours, maybe five or six. Any bad? Any yeah, bad. Five, I'd say five and a half hours, probably total. Any bad? An, a good afternoon. Rain coming oh, down sure. on the outside day. You got nothing else to do. You know, sure. Fire up Narita Boy. It takes five yeah, hours. Play Narita Boy. <laughs> you, you get you get a lot of different skills that really only end up lasting for a couple minutes uh, at that, you know, at best. And that's kind of frustrating because some of them are really fun and, and, and really cool. And then you just never use them again. Uh, it's 
it, it just didn't seem like a very cohesive adventure, and it seems like they just ran out of ideas at a certain point, and you just end up doing the same thing over and over and over again, and that was frustrating for me. Uh, but, you know, especially since you're a fan of the style, check it out. Yeah, definitely. Definitely will be. Uh, I check out, or I tend to check out most things. Sure. And I, I was really, really coming into this weekend's episode now being a Monday evening, but but I was really thinking, man, I'm going to be talking Balin Wonderworld oh on boy. the episode today. Oh boy. And I, 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 you know, I was true to my word. I, I did buy it. I picked it up on the Switch because I have been spending so much time on the Switch lately, and it performs fine on the Switch. I mean, the game doesn't perform great anywhere, but it performs just as good on the Switch as it does anywhere else, but that's not saying You are saying a true man of honor. Yeah, it's not saying much because it doesn't perform well anywhere from what I'm seeing. Um, but, you know, I was really excited for this game. I picked it up in our stupid fantasy critic thing. It cost me like <laughs> 15 points on there. Yeah, somebody I put all, picked I, you. Yeah, freaking uh, uh, Dan. I think. Dan it did, was yeah. Dan. It was it was Dan. He counterpicked me. He knew it was gonna suck. He was right. Uh, I, I was really, really, really banking on this game kind of being good, just because of the names behind it. Man, you know, you have Yuji Naka, the creator of Sonic the Hedgehog and Nights into Dreams. These two amazing franchises back in the you know heyday of of Sega. And being done with Square Enix, like there were there was so much potential with this game and it just feels like a really, really clunky 2000 to 2001 era platformer like on on the PS2. And that would be okay if like the mechanics and the gameplay worked well, but it doesn't. And the whole thing feels like it's running in slow motion Everything about it just I, I just I wanted to like it so much. And and I really even after like only spending 30 minutes with it was having a hard time justifying why I was playing this game. That is rough. And and that sucks because the art style is fantastic. I love the character designs. I actually love everything about, uh, you know, the, the imagery and the colors and everything that they used. The soundtrack is so perfectly Sega and it's so perfectly Nights into Dreams. I don't know if you're a fan of, of that weird like wacky title that they I did know what it during is the, uh, during the Saturn era, but it, it, it is a very, you know, cult classic type game, but I had a Saturn. Yeah. Did you? That's awesome. Yeah. Not many people did <laughs> bug and Panzer Dragoon. Yeah. Yeah. I think Panzer I still Dragoon have it. I think great, I still have yeah. my Saturn in the garage. You should. That's awesome, man. Not too many people. Like I said, uh, those things it's not worth a rare. damn thing, but no, definitely not. But everything about this just, man, I wanted it to be, you know, taking me back and, and, and maybe, maybe it did, went, took back and then just, you know, maybe it wasn't as good as we remember, but no, cause those games were good. They are. So yeah, those and, games and were good. I can, so it's you know, just, I remember it's hard to the replicate first, now. That's true. I remember seeing the first trailer for this and, and we talked about it on this, on this show and I said something about it just didn't look great to me. I'm not really hyped for Balin Wonderworld. I think it looks pretty weird and not great and you're like no man it's like this you know big throwback i i wish and it was supposed to be yeah exactly <laughs> i, I so wish sad. i was wrong about that honestly because this is a game that normally i would love 
Yeah, it makes me but, so sad. So I honestly, goes, um, I, I, I probably played a little bit more after that 30-minute mark. I, I got through, like, the first area, made it to, like, the first Wonder World or whatever you want to, you know, call them, the realms that you're traveling to. Um, and, and that's that's it. I'm probably not going to play much more of it, if, if at all. Like, I'll leave it on the Switch. Maybe I'll jump into it from time to time, but if I ever run out of room on the SD card, it's not going to survive the archive and deletion. So <laughs> sure, sure. I hear that. So I've been putting a lot more time this week into uh, into Monster Hunter Rise, which, yeah. you know, came with the Switch version that I picked up. And I actually got the uh, the digital deluxe version of this game with the Switch, which I guess was the only way to get it because that's why the thing was $380 and not, you know, the 350 or whatever they normally sell the, um, like the special edition switches that come with a game for, they usually give you like a little bit of a discount. I guess they still did because the digital deluxe is probably like 70 or 80 bucks by itself, but damn, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money, but it was worth it for the switch. Um, yeah. And the game is amazing. Like it's Monster Hunter at what I think is is probably not its best, but it's really, really up there in terms of the echelon of like the good Monster Hunter games. Um, but that being said, it's Monster Hunter. So sure. The games don't ever really do a ton of things differently. Now, this game tried to do something differently with the um, the the wire wasps, the things that you can use to transport around and you shoot them around and you can go up straight forward or kind of like wherever you're looking at. That's actually really intuitive and quite fun to kind of move around the open world with these little Spider-Man like abilities. That's been fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That that kind of grapple hook or whatever it is. Right? Yeah. They're like these little wire wasp things yeah, that, yeah. or wire bugs. Sorry, not wire. That's I don't know what I mean. Called, yes. Yeah. Wire bugs. That's what they are. Um, they allow you to kind of like move around and you get two to start and you know you can upgrade as you go and then you can find a lot of materials and shit in the in the overworld that you know you you eat a mushroom or something and oh you powered up this for a little bit so you might get like an extra one for five minutes or something like that there's buffs and, and debuffs and things obviously but you can upgrade and it, again it's 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 monster hunter and while we're talking about Monster Hunter Rise, Kyle, let's drop in the uh, the second clue for Seth's clues. This one is Boons. So if you like Monster Hunter, you're gonna love Monster Hunter Rise. That's kind it of been looks my great on the yeah, Switch. Yeah, that's been my for experience a Switch from... game. It looks great. My experience from watching it is is people that like Monster Hunter really tend to like this one. Yep. Also, did you create a character like go into the character creation? I did. And I did. What an extensive character creation. I, I mean, it's like it's, soul it's caliber very level. Vast. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, one of the more expansive create a character. And I never go through and do like I don't really adjust the cheekbones or the nose or the ears. I usually kind of leave those default. I don't really ever get too into it. I, I, I tend to change the basic facial features that the hair, 
the um, facial hair and then like other things. But I tend to leave everything else. Alone. If I can add, especially if I'm going for different look, if I can add like a, you know, a nice uh, black eyeliner or something to my characters, I usually will do that because that's the kind of look that I go for. But sure. um, <laughs> Gerard Way from My Chemical Romance. Yeah, that absolutely. Thing. That kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, creating a character and then being able to create your your uh, your your Palamut and your your Palico. Right. You were able to create, right. you know, kind of customize your dog and your cat companions that follow you around. So I was able to get one that looked, you know, the dogs. I, I always try to kind of model them after our pets. So I was able to get one to look sort of like Avenger. He was the closest I was able to get at all three of them. And then for the, for the cat, I had to go with Ziggy because the black cat, which is Binks that we have uh, from Hocus Pocus, Thackeray Binks, you couldn't really make a full black cat that looked close to him. So I went with Ziggy because he is like a whitish gray cat and I could do something close to that. So those are my companions. I, I've been playing for about 15 hours or so. Um, I mean, it's Monster Hunter, man. It's fun, but it's also kind of boring solo. And, uh, you know, I won't stick with it forever. I'll play it from time to time. But, you know, there's there's not a whole lot going on. Sure. It's not like yeah. I'm rushing to see the end or whatever, because you're just hunting monsters. So, well, it's um, it's, it's one of those games <laughs> that you either I mean, it's going to live and die depending on the people that you play with, you know. And and I've not jumped into I mean, honorable mention, I've not jumped into Outriders yet, um, but I, I'm curious if that game plays the same for me where like I'll play think, it for a while. I don't think Dan has jumped in either. He yeah. hasn't. I was talking to him about it earlier, but it's one of those games that I, I, I kind of want to jump in, but I'm nervous about whether I'll be able to really enjoy most of it solo or if it's going to be something that I have well, to Techie do Geek Dan. has been loving it solo. Yeah, he's so really enjoyed know. it. So I don't know. It might, it might it might have like a really captivating solo mode. Who knows? It is something I want to play too, but I can't get my fucking hands on a series X. So. <laughs> it's it seems like the story and world are really intriguing, and that's something that can draw me in easily. Yeah. So I've been putting most of my time this week into Animal Crossing New Horizons and, and just oh, shout yeah, out to have. that game. You know, we, we talked about it a few weeks ago for the one year anniversary, two weeks ago on the podcast. Uh, Jessica got me back into it because she's been playing so much again. And it was a bad time. That stupid zipper was back, man. I almost jumped back into yeah, it. Yeah, I, I know. Saw him. You were talking about it and then you saw him hopping around and then you what went right back bastard. out of the yep. game. Yeah. But Easter's over, man. Now's the time to jump back in. Now's the time uh, to find him. All, all that all that stuff is, is gone again. And thank God, because they did reduce the season of Easter this year down to only four days. So you just jumped oh, in better. at a very unfortunate time because last year, if you remember, it was like two weeks this, this year it was just four days. So I think it was just Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday or something like that. So, uh, it, it should be done. But, um, I, when I jumped back in, realized how much I had left undone in my town because, you know, I was kind of reworking on terraforming everything and, and moving things around. And I had finished the complete right half of my town. And then the left half was just pretty much open ideas. Like I had things here and there that I knew what it meant and I knew what I was going for at the time, but it's not anything that I wanted to do now. And even the right side of my town isn't necessarily a look that I kind of want to go for anymore. So I changed everything again. And um, I, I didn't necessarily move all of the houses. I worked in the design that I was going to do for the village on the right side into a new design. And I only had to move like three buildings. So it wasn't that bad. Um, but I, I, you know, I time travel, so it doesn't matter anyway. But um, 
uh, I, I just have been kind of redoing everything and putting, you know, a ton of hours into recataloging everything because of all the new items that came out over the past new stuff, yeah. year that, well, almost a year that I stopped playing. I, I think I was talking to you the other night and, and I had mentioned that, you know, I really kind of stopped right after like the museum stuff and like the art expansion was introduced. And I think that was in May of last year because I, I sort of fell off at that point. So I missed out on, you know, the entire summer season with all of the, you know, the summer furniture and everything that was introduced and the diving that was introduced. I know we talked about it, but I missed out on all that. So, you know, I want to actually build a spot on my island that you can use for like a diving spot because that's kind of cool and everyone else is doing it. And, it you know, there's some really creative ideas that you can do with that. Um, obviously missed out on the entire mushroom season the entire spooky season for halloween the thanksgiving season the christmas season the freaking snowman stuff the the ice stuff there's there's so much that i missed out on and luckily you can still you know through trading and buying things with nook mile tickets which i still have you know plenty of from my hunt and villager hunts of back in the day uh, i have been able to reacquire most things that i've missed by now so you know i do have their diy recipes and from all the holidays and i don't really care about you know acquiring them unofficially because i just want to have the shit at this point like the game's of been course, out for yeah. over a year like i i clearly didn't care enough to play when the holidays are relevant so i can just get these patterns by buying them off somebody else like it ain't that big of a deal so I uh, I got sucked back in. I know Sev thought it was an April Fool's joke when I was like, yeah, I'm, uh, you know, jumping back into Animal Crossing. But uh, I did. And I've been having a lot yeah, of fun Yeah, it was with April it. Fool's on you. Yeah, April Just Fool's on Just fall right uh, back into that black hole. Right, yep. But it's fun, man. You're going to fall back in, too. I know I will. I know I will. One day. You already tried. It just was a bad time because, you know, Zipper was hopping around, so... Well, I've got I've got some time coming up off of off of work and some time where I'm actually going to be down for a while. And uh, that might be the time that yeah. I jump back in, to be honest. Time to re-terraform. You know what I think I'm going to do? I think I'm going to jump into Super Mario Sunshine finally. And, uh, oh, yeah. There you that. go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, RIP to anybody that didn't buy that because it's too late. It's you gone. Can't buy it on the eShop anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, Kyle, let's quickly speed through a Sean Waltman lightning round. We got uh, a handful of things on here, but we're not really going to talk about anything. We'll put 10 minutes on the clock. It's not going to take that long. Lightning round begins right now. Jeff Keighley has revealed that the Summer Game Fest will be returning this year, taking place in June, and will once again include a Day of the Devs Summer Game Fest special, which will be co-produced by Double Fine and I Am 8-Bit, and it will spotlight a select group of upcoming indie titles. The roster of participating publishers and developers, as well as an actual schedule outlined for the Summer Game Fest 2021, will be announced in the coming weeks. Looking forward to it. I like both of those, Double Fine and I Am 8-Bit. I'll be there. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Arcade Paradise has been announced by publisher Wired Productions and developer Nosebleed Interactive. It'll be available later this year for PS5, Xbox Series, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Welcome to Arcade Paradise, the 90s retro arcade adventure game. With the keys to the family laundromat, Ashley decides to transform the business and give the sleepy town of Grindstone something to get excited about. Stay one step ahead of your father, manage and invest profits, and build your very own Arcade Paradise. 
I love the concept, so I hope the game is good. Could be great, like, man. Yeah, I want to build my own arcade. I really do. Uh, speaking of could be great, I don't know if you saw this. Grit has been announced by Team Grit, a new development and publishing studio established by industry veterans. It'll launch in early access this spring on PC and is expected to be fully launched by September. This town ain't big enough for the two of us, Kyle. It surely ain't big enough for all 100. Yes, it's a fucking battle royale. Ride or die in the oh, ultimate boy. Wild West battle royale where there's more to winning than aiming true. Saddle up and ride across town, building the best poker hand from found weapons to make it, to make a killing. Grab the best shooter to hand and gun your way to infamy on the new frontier. Explore the towns, oil fields, and plains of the untamed West as you try to hitch a ride on the last man alive train. But hold on to your 10-gallon hat. It'll protect you as you're shooting up a storm if a gunslinger shoots you down keep your hat on a 1v1 wild west showdown could put you back in the game if you got a quick draw sounds like uh they're incorporating the gulag from warzone based on that but dude saw a lot of positive uh positive hype based around grit and i, I think a wild west battle royale game could be sweet Okay, I'm looking this up right now. This looks sick. It could be sweet. I know. It could be sweet. <laughs> this could be really dope. This might be this, something this I get could into be, really This bad. could be the next Fortnite, right? It, if you if look it's at fun. It, it, yeah. I mean, it, it, looking it, at it, it could be the next Fortnite. Oh, man. Oh, I love some I love some, some uh, Wild West stuff, man. Like Red Dead Redemption 2? How dare you bring that up? How <laughs> dare you put that on me? <laughs> EA Sports PGA Tour has been announced by Electronic Arts and is being touted as Championship Golf Returning Home. In EA Sports PGA Tour, golf fans will be able to build their virtual career and experience the sights, sounds, and thrills of the PGA Tour, including the Players' Championship, FedEx Cup playoffs, and more unforgettable events. The game will also feature many of the world's most famous courses where fans will have the option to play against and as some of the biggest names in professional golf. More information, including the platforms and a release date, will be announced in the coming months. This is my, like, third most look forward to golf game, so. Uh, behind Mario Golf Super Rush and Tiger Woods 2K? Probably, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is the third and only other one I know about, so. Um, it could be good. I mean, competition, so. I'm glad that they're not just, you know, bowing out now that they don't have their license with Tiger Woods anymore. So we'll see what they do. Who knows? Could be good. Uh, Soul Cresta, first teased last year as an April Fool's joke and now made official, has been announced by Platinum Games in partnership with Hamster. It'll be available later this year for PS4, Nintendo Switch, and PC. Soul Cresta is a new title that inherits the spirit of classic shoot-em-up games Moon Cresta and Terra Cresta and is the first entry in Platinum Games' Neo Classic Arcade series. Can't wait. Can't wait. MiHoYo has announced that they will be releasing a native PS5 version of free-to-play open-world action RPG Genshin Impact later this spring. The PS5 version will feature higher image, higher image quality, performance, and further evolutions, including upgraded textures across every part of the game, 4K resolution support, and faster load times that will allow players to enjoy a more seamless experience as they travel between the in-game environments. A Switch version is also still in the works, but more information on it has still yet to be revealed. I, you know, I did jump into this for a few hours when it came out on PC. I don't know that I'm, I don't know that it's totally my thing. Maybe if I get bored one day, I'll download it again. I might put it on the PS5 and see if I enjoy it more on console. I did like it on PC, but I didn't stick with it. Like I put probably a good 20 hours into it, but that was it. So I may reinstall it on there. See if it's something I want to check out, but it is a fun game. If you like Breath of the Wild, it's a very fun game. Sure. 
We now know our complete lineup of free games from Microsoft and Sony for the month of April, starting with Microsoft, available to download on Xbox One, will be Vikings, Wolves of Midgard, and Truck Racing Championship, and on Xbox 360, playable through backward compatibility are Dark Void and Hardcore Uprising. Moving over to Sony, available to download on PlayStation 5 is Oddworld Soulstorm, and on PlayStation 4, playable through backward compatibility are Days Gone and Zombie Army 4 Dead War. Uh, Once again... PlayStation yeah, Sony, destroys Sony, this month. Sony's still putting, you know, a better lineup together for free games. Um, man, Oddworld might be available to download uh, now. Might it's be now. Five yeah. a.m. on the East I'll, Coast. So. I'll check it after this. Recording. Yeah, we, yeah, we might be uh, we might be able to pick that up already now. Yeah, Xbox doesn't really have anything worth downloading this month. So, well, speaking of free games, Microsoft does have this. MLB The Show 21 will be crazy. available being Xbox Game so Pass crazy. for console on launch day for both Xbox Series and Xbox One. It's worth mentioning and keeping in mind that even though this game is developed by Sony's San Diego Studio, only the PS5 and PS4 versions of the game are being published by Sony themselves. Every other version, including this Game Pass version, is being published by MLB. That's yeah. wild! Yeah, so I don't know if Microsoft made the deal with the MLB or I'm assuming Sony had to be a part of it somehow, but um, it's sure. still insane that MLB The Show 21 is coming to Game Pass. Like, absolutely insane. Like, mine, dude, this, what, why nobody else, or if you have an Xbox or just a PC and you don't have Game Pass, man, yep. making mistakes. PAX East for this year has officially been canceled. It was scheduled to run from June 3rd through June 6th at the Boston Convention Center. Reed Pop and Penny Arcade have cited the ongoing COVID-19 health concerns as the reason for the straight-up cancellation and have announced a digital-only PAX Online that will run from July 15th through July 18th. It was mentioned, however, that organizers are remaining optimistic that PAX West, which is scheduled for September 3rd through September 6th in Seattle, will still be able to go on as planned. We'll see. An unfortunate delay to end the lightning round this week. Warner Bros. Interactive Entertainment and TT Games have delayed Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga from its previously planned spring release window to an unspecified date, leaving the game in limbo. This I know this one so made. I know this one just kind of took the wind out of your sails earlier this it week. It really bums me out, man. <laughs> uh, more information was not revealed, but a message from TT Games last week mentioned they aim to provide updated launch timing information as soon as possible. It's what's going on? Like I, I want it's, it's a Lego game. I wonder what's going on. I mean, I know those games have gotten like expansive over the years. And this is supposed to be kind of a reboot of the style too. Sure. So so, so does that mean there's something wrong? <laughs> I hope not. I hope yeah, not. I hope not too. Jessica loves these games with a passion, so for her sake and for your sake and for everybody that loves these games, I'm not a huge fan of them, but I, I really do want this game to be good. And it's just unfortunate that, you know, now it's kind of left in limbo because even though they, you know, want to provide updated information soon, it doesn't sound good for now. So we'll see. We'll see. But that is the lightning round. This is Kyle, and one day you can be too. Every Friday, I host what is soon to be your favorite podcast, The Media Files. Me and one of my best friends talk about pop culture happening so that you don't look like an uncultured swine during those boring water cooler conversations. Laughs are shared, tears are cried, and sometimes we have really interesting special guests that you might be familiar with. Download The Media Files wherever you download podcasts, and remember, be kind, be honest, and we'll see you later. Uh, that's going to take us quickly into a little new release roulette. I didn't even look up last week's. Uh, that's how bad. Um, I was just waiting around to figure out when we were going to do the show. And did I look it up? Does it matter? 
No. We could look it up. I could look it up on the fly, though. Like, okay, it's just you. So last week we Here did we Disco Elysium. Uh, and my God, is this game doing well? Disco Elysium, the of final course. cut. I guessed it would come in at a 90. Kyle, you put 10 on that being dead on. 92 sitting as the open critic average. So that game is doing very, very well. Totally um, wild. I need yeah. to pick this up. Yeah, I, I need to as well. I, I definitely want to play through this game. Uh, next up, we did Narita Boy. I guessed it would come in at an 86. Sean went 25 on that going over. Kyle, you put 10 on it going dead on. Tan, um, Tan, Dan also put 10 on it going dead on. <laughs> for that For that 86. Um, 24 reviews, 78 is the top critic average. It is coming in a little low, so no points there. And then we might just have a no point week here. Outriders was the third and final game. Uh, I guessed it would come in at a 75. Sean put five on it dead on. Kyle, 10 on it dead on. Dan, 20 over. Ah, Dan would have won this week had he been here. Just barely. 14 reviews, 77 is the top average. I was fucking close. So Dan would have won, but he's not here. So Kyle, little, you know, sad victory win with zero. No, there's never a sad victory win. They're all victory wins. They're all victory wins. You're you're here because you're here to accept the award. (laughs) I haven't won a single one that hasn't been like a pity win this year, I think. Yeah, that's unfortunate. What a joke. (laughs) What a joke. Uh, We do have a couple games coming out this week, though. You'll get to choose which one of those, and I don't think it's going to be much of a choice for you. And uh, we'll give you those final words here in just a few minutes because we're going to close out after this. We don't really have much else to talk about this week. So, uh, Game number one coming out on Tuesday to PC, PS5, PS4. It is Oddworld Soulstorm. Oddworld Soulstorm is an explosive action-adventure game complete with crafting, scavenging, platforming, and sneaking. It's the story of an impossible fight against an opposing force that will use every means at their well-funded disposal, from propaganda to brutal force to deadly violence to stop Abe and the uprising. You play as Abe, a reluctant hero who inadvertently sparked an uprising and now must lead his fellow Merc Decons in their fight for freedom against the Magog Cartel and the planet's ruling power. Whether he is ready for it or not, the entire fate of the Muktagon species rests on Abe's actions. Mud, Mudokon, not Muktagon. I said that wrong there. I don't know. I said it. This guy's like completely read it wrong again. Even though I said it right the first time. God damn it. Accept his destiny and galvanize societal change or fail and see his entire race eradicated. The choice is in your hands. Explore massive cinematic scale in 2.9D environments filled with breathtaking visuals. Scavenge for supplies, craft weapons, solve puzzles, and safely deliver all of your followers to freedom. I assume we'll be talking about this one next week on the show, right, Kyle? (laughs) I sure hope so. And uh, remember, we just mentioned it, but if you have PlayStation Plus, make sure you go download it because it is free on there. Game number two coming also on Tuesday to PC. It is the Slormancer. The Slormancer is an epic 2D action RPG dungeon crawling game following a band of outcasts on their fight against hordes of enemies led by the Slormancer. Play as a mighty knight, a fierce huntress, or a mischievous mage. Master hundreds of abilities and ancestral powers. Gear up, fight for the reputation of your kind, and prove your value to the realm. I thought this one sounded funny and looked kind of cool. So Yeah, it looks pretty neat. <laughs> it looks kind of neat. Uh, game number three, coming also on Tuesday to PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. 
Lost Words Beyond the Page, which I, I think was available already through Apple Arcade for like the last either six months or a year or something like I that. I think it was, so. It was, it it was sounds exclusive. familiar. It was exclusive, which was unfortunate because you and I were both looking forward to it, but not enough to ever go try to get it on Apple Arcade. So maybe now, since it's only 15 bucks, maybe we can look into it a little bit more because it is a really cool game. Sure. Lost Words is an atmospheric and narrative adventure that takes place in the personal diary entries belonging to a young girl named Izzy that will unfold as you explore a fantasy land where words hold, Im- uh, hold immense power. Featuring an immersive story crafted by renowned games writer Rihanna Pratchett, Lost Words Beyond the Page will mesmerize players with its unique blend of gameplay mechanics and striking watercolor aesthetic. Driven by the player's curiosity, the world of Astoria and the power it holds will serve as the engine that will propel Izzy through this deeply personal narrative, resulting in a truly memorable experience. Sounds great. Like I said, really, really cool looking game. Uh, And then the fourth and final game this week coming on Thursday to PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch is Cozy Grove. Welcome to Cozy Grove, a life sim game about camping on a haunted, ever-changing island. As a spirit scout, you'll wander the island's forest each day, finding new hidden secrets and helping soothe the local ghosts. With With a little time and a lot of crafting, you'll bring color and joy back to Cozy Grove. This one didn't place too high in the old Thunderdome hype list. Yeah. But... I still sort of want to check it out. It's only going to be 15 bucks. I mean, I might catch it on a sale. Yeah. For a farm life sim, this one could be great. Yeah. And if you catch it on sale or something, you know, this, this could be cool, but who knows? Who knows? Um, it doesn't really matter this week, but I could take a stab. Let's see here. Oddworld Soulstorm. I, I, I'm guessing that's going to actually be pretty good. I think that's probably going to come in somewhere around like an 84. Maybe, maybe. Uh, the Slormancer, I don't think is going to get any reviews, but if I had to guess, probably maybe a 75. Lost Words Beyond the Page probably does already have reviews because it's on Apple Arcade. I didn't actually look into it yet, but if I was just looking at, you know, maybe their new reviews, maybe somewhere around 78, 77, 78, somewhere around there. But let's go 78, and then Cozy Grove, I'm guessing, will come in somewhere around like a 73. That will be my guesses for this week. I don't know let's, if you want to take a stab on yeah, any of that. Let's do let's do all thirty under Odd World. Okay, I all don't. Yeah. Yeah. and that's I, I, and, and things might already be available. I might have just fucked myself because I don't I know. Didn't I, didn't, I didn't look either. So I didn't look. I, that, because, that ain't my style. Because, because I, I know it's not. But the game is obviously. I mean, we could probably fact check this right. Oh, no reviews yet. Okay, no reviews yet. There we go. Reviews yeah, have that, not yet. Well, been for released. a game that comes out tomorrow, that doesn't bode well for it either. So, well. It is being released for free on play, so they may not have sent out review copies. So I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. You know, the Oddworld games don't ever do great. Um, some they of do. them do. Some they of do. them do. All right. I think this one might actually, what did I say, 84? Yeah, I think this one might actually do well. I think that Abe's Odyssey well. is probably the best, the original. Let's see what that has on Open Critic. Let, let's see here. Not new and tasty. New and tasty. Oddworld Munch's Odyssey is at a ugh, 59. 80. Uh, well, Munch's Odyssey isn't great, and it didn't age no. well either. Stranger's Wrath is at a 71. I don't know if you want to talk about this next week. Today they announced the Oddworld Collection. I saw that. Which is going to include uh, Abe's Odyssey, New and Tasty, Munch's Odyssey, and Stranger's Wrath. Yeah, and I'm probably going to pick it up. I don't know. New and Tasty is not worth it. Play the original. And New and Tasty is the is the remake of the original, and I think the original is superior. Um, Munch's Odyssey did not age well. Stranger's Wrath is still pretty fun, I think. Yeah, I'm hoping this will be a resurgence for the game, though. I, I think it deserves to be good. Um, you, you know, it, it's an underappreciated series. 
It oh, really is. Hey, like I said, this is a series that I grew up playing and loving. I loved. I love it all. So I'm. I'm really excited for Soulstorm. I just don't think. I think 84 is probably. A little well, high for it. I probably um, shot too high, but that's okay because that's you're okay. just kind of competing against yourself. So if you which if you're wrong, usually then... goes poorly. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see what happens. Uh, we were going to talk about the PlayStation Store closing on PS3 and PSP on July 2nd, and on the Vita on August 27th. I think it's kind of important, but there really isn't much more to say on that. Uh, sure. I was going to stretch it yep. out a little bit, but yeah, yep. it, it really does suck. I, I think there are some gems that you can only buy on the on the PlayStation Store on like PS3 yeah. and PSP and the Vita um, that that are really going to suffer because of the stores closing down. So that's. Super unfortunate. Um, make sure you go check those storefronts before they close down and, and buy anything you want. There's There's been some great sales and, and definite things worth picking up. So make sure you go check it out. And no, we didn't forget the third and final clue for Seth's clues on the episode this week is gods. If you don't know it by now, remember to check the Discord server tomorrow. We'll drop another clue in there. And then if you still don't know it on Thursday, we'll put one more clue. The first person to guess the game correctly will win themselves a game key. But uh, Kyle, I think that's going to wrap it up for us here. Like I said, it's a much quicker episode, right? Right around 45 minutes. So sounds um, good. Sounds good. Hit us with some final words and we'll get out of here. Here's what I'm going to close out with this week. There is a song that I've recently been really turned on to. Um, I and, Ooh, Turned and on? I, I'm already interested. Well, turned on to. You know, oh, yeah, I, okay, I found okay. this song. Okay, okay, okay. I've been I've been a big fan of it recently. And it's, it's, it's a really cool type of song that I think you have to be in a kind of a different state of mind for. I'm going to post it into the Discord channel. But it's called Scratch Card Lanyard by a band called Dry Cleaning. And it is very funky, very psychedelic, kind of reminds me of like 80s psychedelic rock. Okay. Uh, But it is this it is this really cool song. It's the song that has been the constant soundtrack to my life over the past three days. It's called Scratch Card Lanyard by Dry Cleaning. Go check it out. This episode of the Level Down Games podcast has been brought to you by leveldowngames.com please remember to leave us a rating and a review regardless of where you're listening. If you want more of us, check out youtube.com forward slash leveldowngames and make sure you subscribe with notifications on as well as twitch.tv forward slash leveldowngames again with notifications on. Links to where we can be found on social media as well as to our Discord server and all other important information can be found in the show notes for the episode. Yeah.